what's happening this is the tap in podcast we are live inside of the tap in studio um and i got a special special episode today um this is this has been a a hot topic in in um i guess in society you know what i mean and so we had to bring somebody that that's a professional that can speak to it so we brought Miss Nikki in the building. How you doing, Nikki? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm real good. Good. Man, so I know this uh, mental health thing is a big thing or a big topic in the news and everybody's talking about it. Yes. And you are a licensed therapist, correct? Correct. Okay. Psychotherapist. Psychotherapist. Mm -hmm. Now, exactly explain what is that? What is a psychotherapist? Well, a psychotherapist is someone that works with people that and helps them manage their mental health. So if they have any challenges or any roadblocks, you know, if they're dealing with anxiety, stress, depression, anything like that, then it's my job to help find tools and strategies um, so that the people can live healthier and happier. Okay. And, you know, manage their mental health. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It has, has, I guess this, and I'm new to, I guess I'm new to all this, right? Okay. So has mental health been like a big thing before it's been talked about in the news? I think it has been, but, you know, it just depends on the environment, how you were raised and so forth. I think in the black community, it was always one of those taboo subjects. You know, people didn't really necessarily embrace that because of our culture. Um, but now it's, you know, more open. People are more open to accepting the fact that we all have challenges that we experience and, you know, things that we need to manage, you know, just so we can be more productive and more successful in life. So yeah. now, especially with everything with the pandemic and COVID, you know, it's, it's just people are, are ready more than ever to embrace it. Yeah, because I don't remember being a kid and even thinking about my mental health. No. Like it wasn't. It wasn't back then, back when I was a kid. It was like if you had some mental problems, you was crazy. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was like yes. it was like lots of just, stigmas. Yeah, lots of stigmas. Man, so how did you get into? Uh, I want to go back. How did you get into therapy or start being start, a therapist? Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because a lot of people will say that if you're a counselor, you know, a psychologist, psychiatrist, a lot of us, you know, that are in that profession, we want to heal ourselves. You know, so we, you know, there's a need there, and then we start studying and on the search and journey to heal ourselves, and then in the process, we end up, you know, forming a career of it. And Mm. so that's exactly what happened for me, you know. um, Didn't have my dad in my life, you know, until I was like 15. Mm. And so because of that, you know, I had some daddy issues, some rejection issues, and, you know, I started going to counseling actually when I was in college. Really? Yeah, just because I wanted, I was so interested and intrigued about how to manage my my mental health better, you know, how to think better, how to be more productive. Um, And so from there, I was in education for many years, and simultaneously I went back to school to, to get my degree in professional counseling. And, you know, just started working in some private practices for a little bit. And now I'm full time. So, okay, yeah, it's, it's been a while. It's been over 10 years now that okay. I've been practicing. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, is. Why isn't it more? Why does more black people not go to therapy? Do you do you can you see like a, a common thread? Why mm-hmm. black people don't go? Well, <laughs> I believe that because a lot of times when we were raised, it's told to us to keep everything in the house, right? Mm. So we're not really taught to open up about, you know, issues that we're having or how we're feeling. It's just like, you know, deal with it. Don't cry, you know, figure it out. Go play some sports, you know. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Go find a boyfriend or girlfriend to take the place of, you know, what you need to do within yourself. And so I just think that there's been some resistance there because we're just – culturally not really we haven't always done that we've kept a lot in and so now to tell somebody what you're experiencing you know talking about your past you know especially if you have mommy issues or daddy issues you know sometimes there's some shame and blame that go with that Mm. Um, so now it's 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 time more than ever though you know I, I really want to help my community of you know our culture to really embrace it and and get active in their own mental health journey so do you think that um that stems from like slavery or something where it's been taught to the black community not to 
to talk about stuff that goes on in the house? Oh, absolutely. I feel like there's definitely some some truth to that because, you know, everything, they weren't allowed to really express what they were experiencing, you know, and if they did, it was, you know, just very quiet, quietly, you know, and, and not where everybody could hear. So, of course, that's yeah, just how our culture is. And I think the the government being in your business mm-hmm. in the black community yeah. is never good, <laughs> never right, a good like, idea. Wait a minute, it's gonna be a record of this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> who's gonna see these notes? Right, like, <laughs> we don't want to like because us and the government ain't ain't had a, a good relationship. Black <laughs> right, people, so right. that we kind of like yeah, uh, we don't know because once we start, I remember as a kid. And this is kind of a little off the topic, mm-hmm. but I remember as a kid saying, telling the, the my counselor something, like I went to the nurse and I was like, yeah, I fell or I got hit or I got a spanking or something. Next thing you know, they investigate my house mm-hmm. and my mom like, oh, right. yeah, I ain't, I ain't telling them shit no more. Well, you know what I mean? Well, it's the trust thing, right? Mm. It's like, who do you trust? And so often we go to, we can't go to family members sometimes because they're going to tell it all. <laughs> so we'll go to a trusted friend. Or a boyfriend, girlfriend, and what happens when those relationships come to an end? Then you have to worry about that. So, I mean, if anything, if you know, if, if our brothers and sisters are in crisis or they need somebody to talk to, is you go to somebody that's a professional. You know, it's a safe space. You know that they're going to abide by you know the rules and regulations to make sure that your information is secure. Versus going to somebody that that you know that's familiar that may not give you that real truth that you need. Yeah, you know. And I always thought counseling was expensive. Yeah. Like to go talk to somebody, like, how much you want? Right, right. You know what I mean? But I found out that a lot of times um, it's covered under, like, your benefits. Yeah, it's kind of under insurance. Yeah, mm-hmm. where you can actually have your insurance. You Since you're paying for it, you might, might as, well, as well, yeah, go and talk to somebody. Yeah, I have a lot of clients and patients that use their insurance and then I have some that are self-pay and if they're self-pay and they you know don't have insurance then I, of course I, I drop the price so it's more affordable okay um, and I'm in the process of getting approved for care credit as well so that I have several different options for people to work with me okay because I realize that there you know there's a need there and um, with my brand and business I'm about to do roll out a new program a six-week program that'll be completely free um, and it'll be a sign-up thing. They have to, you know, email me, and, and it'll be on social media. But, you know, it's not about the money for me. I know that there's such a need right now. People are really struggling, you know, with grief and anxiety and depression and stress, which is what I specialize in. And I just want to be, you know, of help in any way that I can. Okay. How do people mm-hmm. get a hold of you? Like, if they hear that, they want like, I want to, I want to get oh, in contact yeah. with them now. Yeah, yeah. They can, um, Nikki Speaks is, I'm on Instagram. I run my business off Instagram. Okay. So, you know, Nikki, N-I-K-K-I, period, speaks, just like, you know, I'm speaking. Okay. <laughs> yes, on the end. Okay. All <laughs> and right. then they can just message me. I also have a website, um, which is NikkiSpeaksTherapy.com. Just how it sounds, uh, Nikki with two Ks. Okay. And they just message me on there, email me, and I'll get in contact with them. And that is world, not worldwide, but like wherever they are in the world, they can reach out to you and yes. get some therapy? Yes. So here's the thing. So I have to be licensed in the state. I'm only licensed in the state of Texas. I'm in the process of getting licensed in other states. Okay. So what I do in the meantime is that if they want to work with me outside of Texas, then I do coaching. Which mm. is essentially the same thing. It's just we don't deal with the in-depth issues. Like if you have past traumas and things like that, then, of course, I'll refer you out to somebody in your local area that can help you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but they can. I mean, I want them all. So yeah. <laughs> coaching, counseling, whatever, which, you know, whichever way they want to receive yeah. my services. I heard that. Um, are you signed up on an on a app where people can reach out to you from the app? Yes. So I'm on with BetterHelp. Which is all over Instagram. It's it's the number one, I believe, um, telehealth uh, service that's on an app right now for mental health. And so I've, I've been on there for almost, I'm going on my second year there. Okay. And so it's really good because I've been able to work with people out of the country. Like I've worked with, Canada is probably about 85% of my, my clients. Mm, and it's just okay. because Canada, compared to the U.S., there's no comparison. Like they are really on fire about their mental health like they really? don't men women all ages they reach out and i just wish that 
our community would get to that point where it was they were that aggressive about it. Yeah. Um, and it's all different issues, you know, a lot of different issues. What are some, um, I guess, some tools that people that are dealing with grief or dealing with some things, if they can't, if they don't have access or if they in the moment, what are some tools that they could do to kind of start, I guess, that healing process? Mm-hmm. Well, they have to, first of all, acknowledge what's going on, you know, in their body and realize that, you know, for me, I tell my, the people I work with, if you go along this journey with me, you're going to be very familiar with your thoughts, the way that you act, you know, and what you're motivated by, you know, what your whys are and all of that. And so what I do first is I have them really focus on what is it that is my issue? You know, what am I constantly thinking about? I do a lot of brain research. And so what I found is there was a Canada um, research project about two years ago. And they found out that we have over 6,000 thoughts a day. Your brain, my brain, everybody's brain. Goodness. (laughs) Over 6,000 thoughts a day. And they found out that 85 to 95% of those thoughts are negative and repetitive. Hold on, you your said thoughts, 65 to what? 85 to 95% oh, of your damn. thoughts, my thoughts, everybody's thoughts every single day are negative and repetitive. Mm. So, 85 so what do you think we need to do <laughs> to feel better? We've got to think better. You know, mm. we have to take the steps necessary to think better. So how can we do that? We have to be more aware of what we're thinking. So you have to slow yourself down. And I asked the people I work with, I said, okay, first of all, the minute you wake up, you know you're going to be hit with some negative thoughts. I mean, that's just percentages don't lie. Mm-hmm. So how do you combat those? How do you deal with those? You know, subconsciously you're thinking about things even when you don't think you're thinking. Well, you ask yourself this question, what am I thinking is the first question. What am I thinking? Okay, so I'm thinking something negative. Okay, second question, why am I thinking that? Well, I'm thinking that because I'm worried. I'm thinking that because I'm stressed. I'm thinking that because I'm anxious. I'm thinking that because I'm depressed. Okay, so now I know that. Do I want to be thinking that way? Well, no, I don't want to be thinking that way because I can't get out of the bed right now. Mm. You know, or I'm so depressed that I'm having, you know, side relationships and all this other stuff because I'm just seeking some way to relieve the pain. Mm. So we, and we answer that question, no, I don't want to think that way. So then the next question would be, so how do I want to think differently? What is a better way to think so that the next time those thoughts come up, you already have something in place that you can say to yourself or think to reframe that thought, to combat that thought and to send it back on the other side. It's like, no, I don't receive that. You know, with COVID going on and the pandemic going on, a lot of people are very stressed and worried about their health. Every morning you're faced with that because globally we're all experiencing that so what do you say do you wake up and say oh, i have covid i'm gonna get covid if i go out today i'm you know i'm vaccinated i'm not vaccinated i'm afraid you know it's just a lot of fear mm-hmm. right now that we're navigating so you have to literally be strategic about your thoughts i mean in, in the mornings i'm like affirmations i'm saying okay this is who i am and it's not every day you know so i'm not perfect mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and i tell my, my clients and patients that too but what I do, what I think I'm better at because I have more experience in doing it is I can manage my thoughts with, okay, do I want to accept that thought? Oh, I feel like I'm going to die. Do I want to accept that thought or do I want to believe, no, I'm going to be okay and this is why. This is what I'm going to do intentionally today to make sure that I'm okay. Well, I'm going to drink my water. I'm going to make sure I'm eating good. I'm going to make sure I go to the gym. I'm going to make sure I dance and do cardio, you know. Mm. (laughs) And so it's like literally having a conversation with yourself so that you don't accept these thoughts as the norm. Mm. You know, so many people are dealing with depression. You know, what is depression? It's just you not being able to move forward. And a lot of times... And I want to talk to our people because a lot of times we stay in the past zip code. Like we're looking back. We're like, okay, I should have, would have, could have, which is a cognitive distortion. Mm. Anytime you say should have, would have, could have, you're looking in the back, in the past, regretting something, shaming something, fearing something, looking at a failure. And how's that going to help you? Right. Yeah. So one of the things, sorry, I got to say one more thing. No, go ahead. No, I'm loving this. I'm just in green. I'm thinking about what you're saying. I'm just yeah. green. So one of the things I ask my, my clients and patients to focus on is like, okay, I don't receive that. I'm going to go to the past. If I'm going to look in the, in the background, in the rearview mirror, I'm going to look for the lessons. How, what did I learn? Yeah, that was a horrible situation. 
and I but I got through it. So what did I learn? What am I grateful for? Well, I'm grateful for the fact that I just made it through. Maybe that's the only thing you can be grateful for. Well, that's great. You move forward with that. You know, yeah, that was a horrible relationship. Yeah, that was a horrible job. Yeah, that was a horrible experience. Yes, I did this. I did that. What did I learn from it? How did I grow? How can I become better? Mm. So, <laughs> sorry, I'm a little passionate. No, no, I love it. I love it. I lo- <laughs> this is what I. This is what I do this for. Yeah, I love that. Man, don't get me started. No, no I want. I want you to start. I want. You, I want okay, you to I start. Did. Yeah, I want you to start. Um, man, and while you were talking and and while you was telling how people deal with, it, I'm, I'm, what I'm thinking of is I'm thinking about your mental health. Like, mm. people piling all their yeah. issues and problems on you. Like, yes. how do you deal with that? So, you will find me on an airplane. Okay. <laughs> Once a month, going okay. somewhere. Because I have to release. Mm. I have to release because I don't want to keep pounding other people's things on top of what, you know, because I'm human as well. Because if I do that, then that's going to be toxic what I deliver. Mm. So, and I had to learn that the hard way. So I have to do my inner work like a hundred times more than the people that I work with because I know that when they come to me, they're expecting me to be a clean slate for them and be able to pour into their lives in the areas that they need it. So I go on a trip once a month. Um, I do body work. So I go and I get a massage. Mm. Um, and sometimes it's a holistic massage, you know. Um, what else do I do? Get my nails done, get my hair done, you know, those types of things. Um, you know, just pamper myself. Um, just lots of different things. I work out. I believe in dancing. So dancing helps you, dance therapy. It helps you release a lot of the emotions that we carry in our body, mm, okay. that are housed in the body. So I dance very regularly you know i do salsa i just joined a swing out community you know we're we're doing swing out dancing and stuff so you know it takes a lot everything that i ask my the people i work with to do i try to do as well i journal and um and journaling is huge so i know sometimes men and women are opposed to it because it's like one more thing you have to do it's like okay let me put it in my phone let me just keep it here no you have to a lot of times get that out so if you're suffering from grief, you've lost someone or lost a relationship or lost a job or lost something of impact, then you want to be able to express yourself in a journal. And then when you do that, you get it out. I call it brain dumping. Then you mm-hmm. also want to be able to reframe that. And like I said earlier, what did I learn? How did I grow? How have I become better? Um, and what am I grateful for? So you can even do that and apply that if you've lost someone. Um, you know, what was the lesson I learned? Well, I learned that time is of the essence, you know, and it's very valuable. So maybe my lesson was, you know, since I'm still here, I'm still alive, I'm going to pour into the lives, my children's lives, my, my family's lives, and help them because I know one day I'll be gone, and I want my legacy to live on. Yeah, man. And I, because I know, I'm sorry, I know okay. a couple of my um, – Comedian friends have just experienced just experienced losses like back to back, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, man, I don't even have the words to yeah. even even say. Only thing I is just. And last time I talked to a uh, the, the therapist that came on here, and she was like, the, the simplest and easiest thing that you could say to somebody who's lost somebody is. Um, Hey, I'm here. I'm praying for you. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. You just let them know, you know, I know you're going through a rough time right now and I don't want to push you and I don't want to ask you, you know, a bunch of questions or, you know, guess because you really are guessing, Mm -hmm. you know, what the person needs. So I want you to know that if you need me, I'm here. If you just need somebody to listen, sometimes people just want people to listen. You just need somebody to hear you out so you can express your hurt, your disappointment, your pain, then I'm here for you. If you need somebody to talk to you, then I may not say the right things, but I will, you know, definitely converse with you and help support you in any way that I can. Because people just want to know you're there. Yeah. A lot of times what will happen is I went through a divorce after being married for over 20 years. And, you know, I noticed that people were kind of, you know, pushed back. They weren't really talking to me as much or whatever and at first I took it personally because you know I'm going through one of the roughest times of my life but then I realized what they were doing is that they didn't have the words to say 
So a lot of times when you go through grief or loss, you have this expectation. It's unspoken, but you have an expectation for somebody to be able to say what you need to hear and to do the things that you need. And that's not that's unfair. Mm. You know, if you need the help, then then share it. You know, you have to be vulnerable to share it, obviously, but share it. And then with no expectations of what their response is going to be, you know, it's just that making that decision. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also I found out that you were the the first franchisee mm-hmm. of Inceptions. Yes. Okay. Now explain to the people what what is Inceptions. Okay. So Inception, in- right? Inception. Inception okay. is the first black-owned and first ever mental health gym. So how I started on that journey is when I was going through my divorce, you know, I'm, I'm a woman of faith, and so I was crying out to God, and I was like, Lord, I just need something else. As a therapist, even with my background and training, I knew that I needed more than than what I was doing. I mean, I was going to church, you know, seeing the pastor, yeah. all these different things to just manage it. But I needed something else. And so I was on Instagram of all places and ended up, um, you know, looking at, and I was just on the Explore page, and a guy named David McCuller was on there, and he was talking about his mental health gym. So I listened to what he had to say, and it really resonated with me. Can't even remember what it was, mm. but I remember I reached out to him. And I didn't even have an expectation of him responding. I said, you know what, I'm just going to move forward and just just ask him if he can help me or if he knows if this would help me. And that's exactly what I said. I said, hey, I'm a therapist. I'm going through this. I was like, you know, I really want to try your gym. And do you think it'll help me? And he's like, oh, yeah, let's get on the phone. I know it will. So he responded to me. I picked up the phone, called him, and told him my whole story. And I'm just like laying it on thick, right? Uh. I'm just crying and doing all that stuff. And he's a brother, of course. And so he's listening to me. And so I finish, and I'm just like, you know, waiting for the drum roll. Like he's really going to say something. And he's like, that's a good story. He goes, let's come out to Michigan. Let's get you healed. Mm. And so I was like, nobody, no black man had ever said that. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I tell my kids I have three. And they're all in college, but I told them, I said, I'm going to Michigan. I'm going to Detroit. And they were mm. like, you going where? Like, yeah. <laughs> I said, they're like, mom. I mean, because I'm all a five foot, right? <laughs> a, a buck something. <laughs> and so anyway, I was like, I'm going. I'm going to get my healing. You know, I prayed. I asked God to show me, you know, where the answers were to my healing, what I need to do. Got on a plane. Flew all the way to Michigan, got the nearest Airbnb, walked into Inception like, this is my hospital. Like, mm, let's get it started. Yeah. And when I walked in, I knew. Like, I felt it throughout my body. I said, you know what? I'm about to get my healing. And I had something called neurofeedback, which is a 33-minute service that I offer um, at an office in Dallas. And um, anyway, it's, it's actually your brain. It helps reprogram your brain to the point that you're able to manage your thoughts better, manage whatever comes up in session. Um, you just listen to meditation music, but the technology talks to your brain in real time and mirrors your brain. So it's able to show your brain what it's doing, what mm. it's thinking, and then you have this in, internal thing going on, a healing that happens, and it's asking your, your brain is basically looking at itself saying, okay, do I want to think that way? Do I want to act that way? And it literally will rewire a lot of the things that we have going on, past traumas, like I've had people wake up from it if they go to sleep not everybody goes to sleep but they'll they'll notice the impact immediately and so when I went there I hadn't been sleeping I was very stressed very depressed and very anxious the minute I did that I woke up because I did fall asleep I hadn't been sleeping well and when I woke up I said I don't know what this is but I want to be a part of it Mm. I said I want in and so I talked to David who you know is a CEO and his mom runs the business with him and she's you know CFO and so anyway I talked to both of them and I was like I don't know what this is but I'm moving to LA and I was like I wish y'all had a business out there like this and so he was like well you know people talk about it all the time he said maybe you'll be the first franchise owner and so I was like he's so nice (laughs) (laughs) I was like he's just saying that I went home came back to Texas I was staying with my parents at the time in transition and I told them I was so excited because when I woke up I felt like I told him I said I feel like a million bucks like I felt lighter Mm -hmm. like I told myself I said you know what I've been going through a lot I was like but I'm gonna be okay it was able to, to allow me to mirror, my brain mirrored itself, and it showed me what I was doing and how I was in this toxic pattern of, what did I say earlier, the past. Yeah. I was in this loop. 
yeah. of reviewing and you know guilt and shame and why didn't it work and disappointment and I'm frustrated and so many of us deal with that right so I was like you know what no more had that he called me and said when I was back in Texas he said you know we want to see if you want to move forward with it and I said absolutely moved to LA and got a spot off of Beverly Drive and opened up the franchise um, and started building momentum. I had, you know, brain, offered brain training there and I had a um, counseling and coaching suite in the back. And um, it was doing good, but then the pandemic happened and mm. it just, the governor there kept shutting us down and opening us back up. We weren't essential. We were essential, but they didn't know that. Um, uh, yeah, for real. <laughs> and so anyway, so I moved back here and, you know, I'm, you know, building my brand again and, and starting over from scratch. So eventually I will open up again, I believe. Okay. Um, but no pressure, you know, I'm just, you know, everybody had to pivot in some way or another, Yeah. you know, with the pandemic. So just, you know, proud of the story. So though. I want to, I want to go back. So this, yes. cause I, I am so intrigued about this <laughs> brain thing. I should have brought it. I told Jazz, Is it something portable it. that you can... Oh, yeah. I could have brought it in here. Really? Yeah. So you have me on again. I'll bring it in here and I'll hook you up and we can go live or whatever. Shit, I don't know if I want everybody in my thoughts. Well, you can't see. Like, I can't see. I'll be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see what happened. <laughs> okay. We need to fix that. Yeah. Like, that's the thing I love about it. I'm a uh, certified neurofeedback trainer and I don't have to do anything. Like, I love the fact that I can hook you up because there's sensors that are on your ears and your scalp. So the technology can work, but I hook you up and I, I walk out the room. Really? You know? So it's literally your brain healing itself. It's you and you, you know. Um, okay. So it's it's powerful. And it's just things that hook up to your ears. And you have headphones on. Okay. You're listening to music and the technology is a psychologist uh, out of Canada. He's the one that actually created it. And um, and they have found it's been around for over 20 years. Really? Yeah. And so it has not been mainstreamed into our community, and that's what my hope and goal is. Because, you know, <laughs> you're talking about hooking people up and their brains, yeah. and yeah. black people sometimes like, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, like, what? Nah. <laughs> what um, you going to do to me? <laughs> right. And also, um, Charlemagne the God is a part of this, right? He is. He is. So what he did, so it's interesting, same thing, Instagram. I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is a, the business, um, business person's playground, right? Yeah. So David was on Instagram and he kept tagging Charlemagne on different posts and stuff because, you know, of course, he's into mental health. And then eventually Charlemagne said that he was looking on, I guess he had decided he wanted to look in, into like massage envies, but for mental health. Mm-hmm. So the same concept that David had already built. And he said, then all of a sudden he looked and he's like, who is this cat that keeps hitting me up? You know, whatever. And he's like, oh, okay. So he looks him up and it's like looking at his profile. He goes, well, he's running something that I, you know, I actually wanted and I just thought about. So he flew out there, had the brain training, neural feedback that I'm telling, talking about, and fell in love with it. Really? Fell in love with it and, you know, invested and eventually will open up his own. So, um, yeah. So he's actually been on shows and everything, been interviewed, and he'll, he'll mention Inception and, um, you know, mention the brain training specifically. Because I think for me, there's several different modalities, though. So there's modalities are different strategies or tools that can be used, usually technology-based, that can help you uh, with your mental health to help manage that. And so David has, like, at Inception in Michigan, if you have not been, you need to go because that's, like, the mother of them all, (laughs) literally. But he's got a float spa, which helps with, um, you know, mental health as well. He's got... Uh, infrared sauna he has a massage therapist that comes in he's got a um it, what is it it's a halo it's it's like an oxygen uh, booth and i'm trying to make sure i got everything magnosphere is another one the neurofeedback um and then there's a limp suit so with the limp suit you put that on and it helps any limp, um, inflammation that you have in your body mm. it helps decrease that because okay. inflammation is is like one of the things that causes disease um and so you know, it's, it's a completely holistic approach to mental health, which I think is so I, I just wanted to be a part of it, yeah. <laughs> period, because I had never seen African-American male or female for that that matter in this space doing this. Yeah. And so it was so intriguing to me because I have the talk therapy part down. I'm able to talk to my clients and my patients and help them that way. But then to have extra tools that I can add to it um, instead of medication, you know, if you need medication, no judgment. 
take it, you know, for as long as you need it. But then there's also other things that you can do to also supplement or to better manage um, whatever it is that you're experiencing. So yeah. even stress, people do neurofeedback for just for stress because they can't manage it. Okay, yeah, that's what I was just about to ask you. Is it is it just for trauma? Mm-mm. Okay. Stress, anxiety, insomnia even for people that are having trouble sleeping. You know, um, a lot of times people have insomnia issues because they can't settle their mind. They mm. can't calm it. And the thing I love about neurofeedback, it, it helps your body get back into that homeostasis. So the central nervous system, it helps to calm that and regulate that so that you're able to manage whatever you have going on. So think about it. If you have if you're going through a divorce, you just maybe you something happened with COVID with the pivot, you know, with your job and then you're having all these things stacked up on each other. Mm-hmm. You know, the gym eventually is not going to just be the the answer. <laughs> and I know that that's what we do a lot of times. Oh, let me just go pump some more iron. But that what happens when you're not at the gym? Yeah. How are you processing when you're not at the gym? I don't. I yeah. don't. <laughs> <laughs> that question wasn't for you. Oh, okay. it was. like, look, look. I don't. I just, <laughs> I deal with it when I get to it. That's right, <laughs> right. And so that's what happens. And so we just, we put it in, and I did it myself. Like, and sometimes I do it, I have to check myself. Mm. But we just push it down. It's like, okay, I'll deal with that later. Mm. I, it's Yeah, I got too much going on right now. I want to party. I want to, <laughs> yes. I want to be happy. I don't feel like crying today, you know? And that's another thing that's huge. We have to allow ourselves to cry. Just don't stay there. Don't Just don't cry for a long time. It's a lie that we shouldn't cry. You know, don't cry, suck it up. Like, we got to stop telling our, our people that, you know, you and ourselves that. We have to stop doing that because that's your body. This is what I tell everybody I work with. If you feel like you're going to cry, why would you deny that? Because that's your body's way of saying, I'm ready to release this pain. And so you're going to say, no, no, not not yet. Mm. I don't want to deal with you yet. But yeah. where's it going to go? It's still there. Yeah. I know. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm kind of preaching today. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm glad. Preach. Preach. We got we got a hack we can pass it. <laughs> we can pass around. So here's my thing, because I know for me, it's hard for me to cry. Like, it's cry. like, be, I think because I've been programmed so much as a kid where mm-hmm. it's just like crying is just a a thing of weakness in my mind now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So everything is now nah, you just deal with it head on and, and just keep moving Yeah. where like, I don't need, I don't even know my, if my tear ducts even work anymore. <laughs> like I'm so, I'm so serious mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I don't, I don't know if that. Do you if, ever feel like you need to, do you even have that feeling anymore? No, because the way I deal with, um trauma and pain is i'll isolate myself mm. deal with it emotionally get all my thoughts and whatever is going on no with tears me. come at that time no mm. no mm-hmm. i'll isolate myself <laughs> and then once i deal with it emotionally like damn it's messed up and this is happening now i wish this happened now. and then once i finish that whole process mm-hmm. i'm like all right, so now let me deal with what's right here in front of me. Hmm. And, you know, because I got to keep moving because yeah. I got I can't stay in the space, so I got to keep moving. And then eventually time will pass where it won't be so heavy or whatever I'm dealing with. You know what I mean? Well, what you can do is do a tear check. So How you do a tear <laughs> check? I want you to sit down with yourself and put on some meditation music or Hertz music, H-E-R-T-Z, just like the rental car. Play that, and I want you just to make a, a list of everything that has hurt you, disappointed you, frustrated you in your life, okay? Uh-huh. And you look at that, and you, you think about it, you process it. How did I feel? What did I learn? How did I grow? How am I a better person? I need to really and think about that. if tears don't come up, why? You, you scared? No, because... <laughs> Fortunately for me, like I haven't had a whole bunch of trauma in my life. Okay. Fortunately for me, I haven't. Where, um, especially like as a kid, I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't remember anything that was just like damning. You know what I mean? Have you lost anything that meant something to you? It doesn't have to be a person. Mm. 
No. Have you not been able to to make a goal happen, accomplish something? So went through a hard disappointment. I would say the only thing that that um, that I I be I kind of go back and forth about being disappointed on is I was heavily I, I used to do stand up comedy right. Okay. So I heavily really wanted to be in entertainment, mm-hmm. but it, it's like to me. I wish I, w- I wish I would have continued that, mm-hmm. but it's not like a thing where I'm like, I regret not doing it because what I'm seeing now is a lot of my friends that's in the entertainment is still in comedy. Mm-hmm. They just getting older and older. They don't have no kids. They don't have no family. And I'm just like, I would rather be where I'm at now versus right. be chasing that whole entertainment thing right. versus having my family. Like, right. And right. so what I think about where I'm at now, and and I look at some of my friends. That's, I'm like, nah, I rather I rather have my family mm-hmm. and be doing what I'm doing now. Right. Um, and well, I, everybody's I, different. Yeah, everybody's different. But you know, if you ever do feel that you need to cry, then allow yourself to do that. Give yourself permission. Is what I share. I I, I cried three times that I remember in my life. Okay. Three. <laughs> three. <laughs> Three times. You may be stopped up. That <laughs> <laughs> no, I can remember. I cried my senior year when we lost in basketball. My okay. last game, my my high school. I cried then. It was a girl um, that I cheated on, mm-hmm. and uh, in college, mm-hmm. and she was like, "She's done," and I cried then. Okay. Um, and then. How did you process that one? How did I process you, it? You cried, and then you did what? Went to the. Nah, I was just like, damn, I messed this up. Did you you go to? Did you drink? Did you go to party? Did you (laughs) go go to the gym? What did What did I do? No, I cried, and then I was just like, um, let me see what I could do to get her back. Okay. That that's then I went into that. All right, let me figure out. Um, what I could do to try to get her back at that time. Okay. okay. But it, it didn't work. And so I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I, like, it's done. I'm <laughs> 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 like, all right. I tried. I'm, I'm sorry. I tried. But so when you, when you said that part, that's probably where the tears were supposed to come. But when you said you cried a little bit. so I cried more. I cried when she told me that she found out. Okay. That's and after I was that, like, you was like, mm-mm. She ain't getting no more tears. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I can't do nothing else. So I was like, oh, well. Mm-hmm. And then another time. It's always the two it's times. Always I, a female. Yes, the two times that I cried. I know, like all of us out here crying and man about some relationships. And it was, it was, and the, the crazy part. Or lack thereof. Yes. And the crazy part is, it was me this time letting her go. Mm, are you crying? Yes. I'm a little sappy, little. <laughs> <laughs> oh, c- come on now, three times like that was it. That's the only times that I remember like really crying. Um, that I that I could just remember just right now thinking I probably have to think about it. It's probably some more times. Yeah. So so those that don't cry like you, <laughs> <laughs> just as long as you're processing and you're not doing anything negative to cope. So negative, of course, is deciding. Let me pick up a bottle. Let me go, you know, do something hazardous to my health or somebody else's, you know, mm-hmm. just to get over this pain. So, and and maybe if you sat with it and you thought about it, you may be able to come up with, okay, what are some things I did to get over that pain? Because that's pain. You know, it's emotional pain that yeah. we deal with when we, you know, have disappointments in relationships. So, something was done to get past that. You know, you didn't just wake up the next day and push a button and say, oh, I'm better. You know, you it was it was a process. Um, yeah. So it's just what you did. And it might have been positive things. It might have been that you were working out more, you know, going to the gym, playing sports or whatever to kind of get past that season. I almost cried at my wedding. Okay. Almost. Okay. I was holding <laughs> That's it. That's a positive. Yeah, yeah, I was holding it. I was like, <laughs> don't let them see you cry. Right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I almost cried at my wedding. That okay. was it. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> Man. So um, are you are you planning on um, – and I know you say you are doing it in Dallas, or are you going to take it back to L.A.? Well, we'll see what the good Lord says. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm open. I'm open. I'm, you know, doing a lot of networking right now in L.A. and in Texas just to see where I land. Um, right now I have a therapy suite. 
Okay. So that's the one I have in Dallas that I just um, opened up, and so I'll be there once a week. Um, and I'll be doing neurofeedback and also some coaching sessions, some different groups, and some counseling there as well. So I'm really excited about that that venue because it's it's beautiful. It's Where is it located? At? Um, it's off of uh, North Stimmons Freeway. Okay. And um, ten three hundred, I think it is. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm no, coming North Central Expressway. North Central, okay. <laughs> let, me, let me say it again. Okay. <laughs> I literally just did orientation this morning, so. Okay. I'm definitely coming. Yes, to I can get, do your feedback. Yes, I'm definitely yeah. coming to get that, and I want my wife to do it too. Yeah, and I have two units, so I can do you both at the same time. Okay. Or back to back, or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm definitely, I'm definitely. It's, it's coming a game to do that. changer, you know, and it's not like something you have to do forever. But you know, if you feel like you want to, you want to try it to see if it resonates with you. I want I want to build my brain stronger. <laughs> like that's yeah. what I want. I want I wanted my brain to be strong because I was just on the way over here. I'm I'm reading a book called Think and Grow Rich. Oh my goodness! I li- just was listening to Napoleon Hill this morning. Really? Yes. yes. Oh my gosh! Anyway, go ahead. Yes, I was reading that book, and last night the chapter I read it was talking about auto suggestion, mm. about um putting things um that you write uh things down mm-hmm. and you're telling your brain you're almost like tricking your subconscious mind yeah. and so i was thinking i was like my mind is my superpower it abs- all of ours yes my it, mind is my superpower anything i think everything of everything yes want. everything you want yes it may not be exactly the same but it's gonna be close or better is what i say yeah is that is is, is that neuro uh what is it called it's neurolinguistic programming, so okay. it's, it's you just—it's that repetition. Because what happens again is that your brain—it's it's like a supercomputer. So you wake up in the morning, you have the negative thought, the anxious thought, the depressive thought. Right when you wake up, right. So after that thought, you'll have another thought that's just like it or similar, that's negative and depressive or whatever. Then next thing you know, you start imagining what this situation is going to be like in the negative, worst case scenario. Mm. Then after that then a lot of times the brain will say, okay, how do you go, how do you plan? How do you make, you know, some adjustments so that this doesn't happen to you? How do you prepare for something, again, you don't want to have happen, but you're going on this journey that you've co-signed on your brain about, and it's like, okay, well, let me just think. That's why I say you have to slow yourself down and say, okay, what, what, what am I thinking about? Like, why am I thinking this? And so you have to do it in the opposite. So you have the negative thought, oh, I'm going to have a positive thought ready. Oh, I don't receive that. I don't believe that. That's not my journey. I believe that this is what's going to happen. I'm choosing to believe it, even if you don't know for sure. Because if you think about it, every situation has a 50-50 chance of either working out in the positive or negative. So you literally have to start programming your mind to only see the positive because you know the way that we're wired. I'm sure you can think back in your life of many times that you've gone through something and you've been able to what? Find a way to deal with it and cope and get through it. So why on earth would you want to spend all these days thinking about what you don't want to have happen when it may not even happen that way? You've wasted all that time when you could have woke up that morning and said, you know what, I'm choosing to be grateful. I'm choosing to believe the best, the best about my life. I'm choosing to reprogram these thoughts. I'm choosing to have, think and grow rich, mm-hmm. have everything that I want. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, fill yourself with those possibilities and if it doesn't happen, know that there's going to be a pivot there. You'll be able to deal with it when it comes. Yes. Yeah. But that book, oh, Napoleon Hill, I've been playing him on YouTube. Yes. <laughs> Napoleon Hill was like, I don't know where he came from or what, but he is a monster. Right. He is a monster. I was watching him in black and white yes. this morning. Yes. And I'm like, and he's talking about stuff that we're talking about now. So it was like it, the light bulb went on this morning for me because I'm like, he was talking about gratitude in 18, whatever, yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. and he was talking about all this stuff, you know, your mindset and making sure you're connected to people that are, you know, at the same level or higher than you. Make sure your circle is sound, you know, and I was just like, why, why aren't we doing it? And so what dawned on me is it's the repetition. Mm-hmm. It's the consistency that we're missing. Do the same thing every single. Yeah, it may be boring. But do you, is it going to be boring when you get the results you want? Nope. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be like, yeah. Yes. And you know who, right. you know who put me onto that book? Who? A drug dealer. What? Free Ray he Ricky, read the book? Free Ricky Ross. <laughs> he put okay. me onto the book. Okay. Yep. yep. Yeah. And he, so it works across many different professions. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let me Many say different career platforms. Ex drug dealer. Let me say that. Yes. He I know he probably music. like, hello, don't yeah. put me out there like that. Yeah. Man. Um, how long you been listening to Napoleon? You just got onto him or No. Years. I'm I am a book nerd. Actually I call myself a black nerd, so I'm a blurred. Mm. Yeah, I'm a blurred. I read a lot. I mean I have all kinds of books. There's one that I love. It's called Um The Brain Is Always Listening mm. by Doctor Amen. Okay. So anybody that'd be good for you. Anybody yeah. that wants to know more about their brain and how it functions, they can read that book. But I literally I, I try to practice what I'm reading when it comes to thought management and, you know, all the brain research that I do because you know, I want my brain like you. You know what I mean. I want it to be able to, to activate and produce and you know create and all those different things that, that I see for myself and I you know therefore I can help other people too. It's not just about me or my kids or my family. It's about the people that I I help. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now I want to change the subject just a little bit. Okay. Are you looking for another husband? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We gonna hook you up today, baby. We gonna get you oh hooked up today. <laughs> Not the husband question. Heck yeah! Look. <laughs> playing, not playing. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm checking applications okay. in this moment, but yeah, I'm open to that. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. I like being married. It's just we couldn't get it together after so long. So. Uh, it yeah, happened yeah. but we had a lot of wins and have three beautiful kids i have twin daughters that are about to be 20 and i have a uh 21 year old son's about to be 22 and um yeah so okay. they're all in college doing their thing and so okay. if, if you're looking look okay what <laughs> if time you're looking, what? i don't have any okay. responsibilities and she travels every month i so. travel every month so come on pack yeah. bag, let's go <laughs> what kind of guy are you looking for if your he, ideal guy, now. Ideal? Yes, ideal. So I'm not one that cares about, I mean, I love my people, so mm-hmm. black is my preference, but I'm open to, you know, <laughs> all nations. Okay. Um, as long as they are honest and true and um, and kind of in alignment. So someone that's going to help me and, and doesn't have to help me financially or anything like that, but just be a support, mm-hmm. you know, with what where I see myself growing to. And, you know, for our visions to be in alignment and maybe we can help each other uh, and be a piece to our puzzle that's possibly missing. And I like to talk a lot. I like to read a lot. So somebody that's going to listen to all my dreams and visions and tell me when to be quiet and when to go ahead. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) like, okay, can't do that right now. (laughs) You know, but um, and somebody fun. Like, I love to dance. I love to live life. High energy. I'm not always high energy, but that's how I choose to show up. Okay. And so, you know, somebody like that. You know somebody? Look. No, I don't. I don't, but I don't know who be watching this. See, be, right, right. Be all kind of people watching this. So, um, right. can two therapists be in a relationship together? I've never tried that, but I think it would be, we probably would outsmart each other. Yes. But, we would, but that's another thing. Oh, I can't have anybody that loves to argue that's not willing. If you say to me when we're talking, it's like, oh, I don't, I ain't never been to therapy. I don't need a therapist. It's okay if you've never been because, you know, it takes time, some time. But if you say I'm never going, like I'm fixed, I'm good, I don't have a problem, then no. Yeah. Because that, we all have something. Right. You know, we all have something. And it's good to just talk to people. You know what I mean? Yeah. That connection. Yeah. So it, it's good. And I know. Most black men, we don't really like to talk about our yeah. inner issues or any emotions. Right. So right, and sometimes it's it's not long. You know, it, you can be with somebody for a month, a week, two weeks, a couple sessions, or whatever. But somebody that's completely opposed to it—I mean, that's opposed to the profession I've chosen. So I don't know if it's if that's a you know yeah. <laughs> alignment. Yeah. But yeah, I love I love to dance. I love to just um, like I said, travel, see the world. So somebody that's very positive and um yeah but i'm I'm on apps and stuff i just i go on and i go off because i'm like oh you talking about the dating apps oh lord yes this, these dating apps i'm telling you right now <laughs> i'm like why you won't oh, go th- why feel- you just won't do it old school i try i try that grocery too. store you know what i'm saying church why you- i try well we in the middle of a pandemic so we got mask uh, on and yeah yeah Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna start a series called "The Single Pandemic." It's a okay. whole, it's <laughs> okay. a whole beast out here. Yeah. We're trying, to <laughs> but okay. I'm I'm old school too. You know, I'm, I mean, I do try to go places and 
Okay. Be out and about, but fellas, Nikki dot speaks <laughs> with an S. Okay, Nikki dot speaks. All right. Open um, for applications. Yeah. What's the best place you didn't traveled? Where where the most relaxing or chill place when you was like, I just like this vibe in this place. You know, it's L.A. It's, it's L.A. Say it it's, again. It's L.A. Say it I again. Could go, I've been many places, but L.A.'s vibe. It's like a, I mean, it's like a drug. I mean, it's just amazing. Like, just the whole vibe. I love how you can be yourself. Like, just show up. Yeah. You know, do you. Nobody's judging you. Nobody's talking about you. Nobody's putting you in a box. Yes. You know, ex- completely express yourself. So, when I lived there, I loved it. I was very active in the community. I was taking salsa classes, going to dances out there, going to the beach, you know, meeting different people. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Man. it's fun. I love, I love L.A. L.A., yep. Man. I'm going to be out there in a couple weeks. <laughs> Me too. Well, no, back in a month. We going okay. out, I'm going out there for my uh, my cousin's wedding. Okay. Yeah, she getting married. So we're yeah. going out there. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I, I just I just want to go out there for the weather. I don't. I just don't want to be hot. Yes. You know yeah. I, mean? I know. Because <laughs> this Texas heat right now, I'm like, Lord. I just don't want to be hot, man. Man, Nikki, thank you so much. Thank you for tapping in with us. I think this was 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 great value that we brought so. to the people. You know what I mean? I really hope so. And if and if anybody want to get in touch with Nikki. That want to do any kind of mental health uh, therapy, whether it's talking or it's, you know, plugging up to the neuro uh, science mm-hmm. for the brain. Nikki, N-I-K-K-I dot speaks. Make sure y'all get in contact with her. Um, anything you want to leave for the people, Nikki? That's it. I mean, other than just, you know, if you feel that you, who am I, am I supposed to be looking at you or? Whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. you can look in the camera. Okay. That's your camera. So if you feel that you need therapy, maybe you're going through a rough time. I know we're about to go into the holidays. So sometimes uh, feelings of overwhelm will come into play, anxiety, stress, depression. Um, if you have some PTSD going on, just reach out to me. And if I can't help you, I will be glad. And I mean glad to, uh, you know, connect you with someone that can, can help you in whatever you're dealing with in your journey. So I just want to say be bold, be courageous. You can do it. And it's not, there's no stigmas here um, as far as I'm concerned. You know, I just want you to get the help that you need. All right. Thank you. Um, have you met Ro? You, met, you know Ro Simmons? Mm-mm. Okay. I'm going to introduce you. Please. Yeah, yeah I'm going to introduce you. All right, yo, thank y'all for tapping in with us. This has been the Tap In Podcast, and don't forget, the getting is in the giving, y'all. The getting is in the giving. This has been the Tap In Podcast. Holla.